0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina and I am bringing you today's word for September 23rd, 2021. It's a privilege, it's an honor for me to be able to share the word of God with you on a daily basis. I'm teaching a series entitled God is... Faithful. I want you to know that God is faithful, that he will never give up on you, that he made plans for you from the foundations of the world. He's more committed to those plans than you are. He's been tracking you down all the days of your life. And he wants you to become the man, the woman that he called you to be. He set up things for you even before you were born, things you didn't even know about. And now once you're born again, you receive Jesus as Lord, you repent of your sin. The Holy Spirit begins to reveal to you the things that were prepared for you, but concealed from you. And then, and then God sets up divine appointments and he raises up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself so that you can leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased so that you can leave a legacy of righteousness for you, your children, and your children's children. God is faithful. Hallelujah. All right. So that said, let's get into the word for this morning. I've been teaching a series inside of the series entitled We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. Hallelujah. You listen to me. I, I said this on Sunday when I was preaching. I said, I'm one of those people. I'm an encourager that the, the grace of God is on me. I'm like Barnabas, the son of consolation. I'm an encourager. You listen to me for five minutes and you're going to feel like you can leap a tall building in a single bound. Glory to God. I'm telling you that we can withstand and overcome anything. This is part eight of that series. And the title of today's message is challenges release God's life in you. We're going to talk about that today. Are you facing challenges? You're facing something? Raise your hand. Well, I can't see your hand, but I I got you. And so if you're facing something that you feel is like a significant challenge, then it's going to release the grace of God, the glory of God, the life of God in you. Challenges release God's life in you. All right. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Yesterday, we looked at verses 10 and 11. Today, we're going to look at verse 12, but I want to read several verses for you first. And so verse one says, now it's because of God's mercy that you and I have been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry. And we will not quit. We will not faint with weariness. Verse seven, we are like common clay jars that carry around the glorious treasure on the inside so that the immeasurable power that flows through us could be seen as gods and not ours. Verse eight, though we experience every kind of pressure. We're not crushed. At times, we don't even know what to do but quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we're not knocked out. Verse 10, we continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the life of Jesus can be revealed through our own humanity. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus will be revealed through our own bodies. Verse 12, we're gonna deal with this today. So then, death is at work in us, but it releases life in you. Verse 13, we have the same spirit of faith that was described in the scriptures when it says, first, I believe, then I spoke in faith. So we also believe, then we speak in faith. So no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outward man is gradually wearing out, our inner man is being renewed every single day. Verse 17, we view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance. That is producing for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond all comparison because we don't focus our attention on the scene. When we focus our attention on the unseen. The seen is temporary, subject to change. The unseen is eternal. I know that I'm going through this, and I'm dealing with one verse at a time. But I'm reading all these verses for you every day. You say, "Well, Rick, why do you do that? Like, why don't you just read the verse you're dealing with? Doggone it! I need you to get this this passage down in your heart. I need you to get this. I need you to get it through your ear gates. I need you to get it down in your heart. God wants you to get it. God wants you to meditate and meditate on what He is saying in this series. Yeah, I'm gonna deal with verse by verse, but I, I'm gonna read the whole thing to you every day. Day, because I want you to see yourself as a winner and not the loser. You are the victor and not the victim. You're the head and not the tail. God is on you and in you and with you and for you. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. All right. So, verse 12 is what I said we will focus in on. So then, death is at work at us, but it's releasing life in you. Let's talk about it. I have four things to share with you on this morning. As I get into these four things, I want you to open up your heart to receive four things. Number one, here we go. First thing, God will not compete with you. His strength is only manifested in your weakness. Look at me. God is not going to compete with you, right? His strength is only manifested in your weakness. So I'm going to use the apostle Paul, my favorite Bible character, as uh, as an example of all of this. He wrote the passage that we're reading. And he also said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, um, that he got a messenger from Satan he got a messenger from Satan that was assigned to him, like dedicated to him. So he had a permanent messenger from Satan to a, attempt to derail him from his destiny while he was seeking to advance God's kingdom on this planet. So during this time, I want you to know that in, in this passage, Paul also explained that he was caught up into heaven. So so he was, he was translated into heaven. He was like, man, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't even know. I don't know if my body went, I don't know if my body stayed on the bed and I just, you know, went up in the spirit. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I was whether in the body, out of the body, I don't know, but I saw some things that are unlawful for a human to see. I I experienced some things that are unlawful for a human to experience. And so here he is, he's advancing the kingdom. He's advancing the kingdom on this planet. He's going on missionary journeys. He's preaching the gospel and he's not letting nothing stop him. He's being, he he gets caught up. He gets beaten up. He gets stoned. He gets flogged. uh, He goes through shipwrecks. He goes, he's in and out of jail. And he's like, nothing can stop me. I'm going to keep doing what God has called me to do. In the middle of all of that, he gets caught up into heaven. In the middle of all of that, boom, he gets a messenger assigned to him from Satan. So I want to frame this for you, right? He was doing what he was called to do. God was so pleased with him that God called him up into heaven, allowed him to see some things that were unlawful for humans to see, right? So he experienced this this amazing heavenly uh, experience and revelation. Satan was not happy with Paul. So Satan assigned somebody permanently, one of his best demons <laughs> assigned them permanently to Paul to, to attack Paul on a daily basis. And so Paul asked God three times to take this messenger away. And while God didn't send the messenger, obviously Satan sent the message. Let me just pause here to say this. God didn't make the bad thing happen. Like bad things happen to good people. God didn't make the bad thing happen. But God will often take the bad thing that Satan did and turn it around for his good. And so, so God was like, listen, I could take the messenger away. But the reason why I'm not going to take the messenger away is because right now I realize that the more this messenger bothers you, the more you rely on me and my grace. And so the more this messenger attacks you, the, the less you rely on your humanity. So no, I'm not going to take the messenger away. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. And Paul thought about it, and his response was therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. So that the power of God can rest upon me. He was like, man, there's a bunch of things I can't do. And matter of fact, I'm going to glory in the things that I can't do. Why? Because it's, it's when I realize that I can't do it and God is calling me to do it. I can't do it. And God is leading me to do it. I can't do it. It is only then and only then that when I can't do it, that I rely on God's grace to do it through me. And so, so okay, fine. I'm going to glory in my weaknesses. We can learn some lessons from all of this and I'm going to break it down in the following points. You got it? All right. Number two. There are times when we ask God for less pain, (laughs) right? We say, God, oh, this is too much. This is too much. give me less pain. And what God, God could give us less pain, but he could take the pain away. But he says, listen, instead of giving you less pain, Paul, what I'm going to do is give you more grace. Did you catch that? Instead of giving you less pain, oftentimes God just gives you more grace, Paul wanted the messenger to be taken away. Paul wanted an easier path. Have you ever been there? Well, you just wanted to be easier. You're tired. You're frustrated. You just want an easier path. God, uh, Paul wanted an easier path from God and God chose not to give him an easier path. Paul, God was like, listen, instead of me giving you an easier path, I realized that the opposition is forcing you to your knees. The opposition is causing you to call on me. So I'm not going to take the opposition away. I love it when you call on me. Come on, because now I get to flex. I get to live through you. No, I'm not going to take the opposition away. Instead of taking the opposition away, God chose to give Paul, instead of less opposition, he gave him more strength. He gave him more grace. He's like, I need you to rely on me and my grace. There's There's nothing I can't do. And if you would just yield to me, I can do it through you. I'm talking about how to withstand and overcome anything. It's the grace of God. See, God will do that with us. A lot of times we ask God to remove something from us where we're asking God, please, can you please remove this? I don't want this anymore. Can you take it away? We ask God to remove what is bothering us. And instead of removing what is bothering us, God chooses to give us more grace. God chooses to say, no, I'm not going to take it away because right now, whatever that is, is driving you to your knees. That's the thing that's causing you to call on me. And so I'm not going to take it away. I'm just going to give you more grace. I will be stole my grace upon you. And when you realize that God's grace is on you and in you and with you and for you, then you can yield to him. And then, and watch this, it becomes a greater testimony. Verse uh, uh, number three, God's power will not flow through you freely when you are in the way. Let me say that again. Look at me. God's power will not flow through you freely when you are in the way. So here's the problem. You have power. God has power. You have ability God has ability. You have not knowledge. God has all wisdom. God has placed his spirit inside of you. His spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of you is your spirit-to-spirit connection to the Father. Now, because of the Holy Spirit, you have access to God's wisdom. Because of the Holy Spirit, you have access to God's power. Because of the Holy Spirit, you have access to God's ability. You have access to God's super on your natural. Here's the problem, though. You get to choose. You can choose to live your life on your own. You could be born again. I told you this many times, and live as a mere human. You could be born again with the Holy Ghost and live as a mere human and rely on your own power, your own ability, your own strength, your own resume, your own education. You know, I did this on my own. I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps or all that. Okay, fine. Go ahead. If that's your testimony, live as a human. But you're only going to get to heaven and realize that you missed out on God's best because there's only so you can only go so far relying on your humanity. And so... If you do that, God will stand by and watch as you try to do things on your own, as you try to earn everything by the sweat of your brow. And and God will be like, okay, cool. When he gets tired, when she gets tired, maybe they'll call on me. (laughs) When he gets tired, when she gets tired, maybe they'll yield to my strength. Come on now. When he gets tired, when she gets tired, maybe they will call on my grace. And so so the only way that God is going to flex is when you get out of the way. When you die to self, You have to, you will never experience the fullness of God's grace until you get out of the way. If you want to withstand and overcome anything, right? You got to learn how to rely on God and his grace. Number four, when your power runs out, God's power can kick in. Glory to God. So as humans, we often don't call on God's grace because we're relying on us. And we rely on us to the point where we keep trying to do it on our own, on our own, on our own until the situation gets really bad. And, and so God is like, why would you even do that? Why would you try to live your life on your own until the situation gets so bad that you're like, okay, God, now I need you. No, why don't you just rely on God every day? I would, God is like, I would just rather you allow me to live in you every day. And then that way you don't have to wait till the, something gets so bad, right? And so you could just call on me right up front. You could just acknowledge, how about this? How about we just acknowledge up front before the situation starts gets bad nothing before it even get, gets there how about we acknowledge this i'm not good enough how about we acknowledge this i'm not strong enough how we, how about we acknowledge this I, I, I i'm just not that gifted i'm not i'm not s- smart enough in my own humanity now Without God, I can do nothing, but with God, I can do all things. So how about I just yield to God right up front? Because once I'm yielded to him, once I decrease and God can increase in me, now there's nothing I can't do. Oh, glory to God. Now, now I got wisdom that comes from above. Now God can give me revelation that exceeds my education. God, now, now, now I don't need the connections. God can give me favor and connections. I don't have the experience, but God can give me the wisdom. And so now get, God gives me wisdom that exceeds my education and experience. God gives me the tongue of the learned. I'm saying stuff I'd never heard before. I'm in meetings and I'm saying things that I need to write down. And I'm like, oh my God, that was good. It was the grace of God that's flowing through me. If you do all the work in your humanity, then God is going to rest. And God's like, go ahead. If that's what you want to do, go ahead. But if you learn how to rest in God, then God will work through you. God will live through you. God will manifest his glory. So either you're going to work and God will rest, or you're going to rest and God will work. You have to choose. You have to choose which which way you're going to live. Number five, God's power is only fully manifested in your weakness. See, you are both human and divine. If you're born again, you are a human conduit of the divine. You live in a body while you're here in the earth. This is your earth suit. And God is living on the inside of you. That's the Holy Spirit connecting you to heaven. So you have supernatural power. You have access to supernatural power, the power of God, but God is not going to compete with you. God is like, okay, fine. If you want to do stuff on your own, your own power, your own strength, you just want to do it on your own. You don't call on me. You don't pray. You don't, you don't plead the blood of Jesus. You don't petition me for favor. You're not doing any of that you're not you're not giving your business over to me giving uh, your children over to me giving your career over to me giving the edu- your school over to me you're not giving none of that over to me you're trying to do everything okay fine I'll wait <laughs> I'll wait I'm cool I'm God I, I-, I live in eternity I'm not gonna you know I'll just wait I'll wait till you get tired the the key to overcoming anything is yielding to God the key to winning watch this the key to winning in situations where you're supposed to lose, is that you are relying on God to do what you could never do without him. There are many situations where I win, where I was supposed to lose. If you look, this is not supposed to happen. This is not supposed to happen. I'm I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn. I'm the first of my family born in this country. Isabella came to this country when she was 20 years old. This is not supposed to happen. God uses us in ways that, no, this is not supposed to happen. But the, the key is you get out the way. The key is you yield to God. The only way Paul was able to advance the kingdom, the only way Paul was able to push God's agenda in a time where everybody was fighting against it. Remember, Paul used to be one of those people. And the only way that Paul was able to endure, 39 lashes minus one, five times, beaten with rods, hit with stones, shipwrecked three times, in and out of jail. He got bit by a poisonous snake. All of that, the only way he was able to keep going and and keep pressing and write half the New Testament and go on four missionary journeys and become a pastor of pastors is because he learned what I'm teaching today. He says, God's strength is only made perfect in in my weakness. See, you can get to the point where you enjoy seemingly impossible situations. You can get to the point where even when you're facing something that seems crazy, when you're facing something that like, you're you're like, oh my God, that that, I don't know how this is going that's what you, you will enjoy. It. You get excited about it because you know that it's going to be a great testimony. Many times God will lead you to into a situation where you are, are, you feel underprepared or unqualified or ill-equipped or underfunded or not knowledgeable enough. There will be times when you're coming up against people who have more education, more experience, more money, more connections, more of everything. And, and you're like, oh my God, how is this going to happen? And God is saying, no, no, I've given you go compete. I-, I want you to, you're going to win this business. You're going to get this opportunity. You're going to get this promotion. I need you to put in the resume. God, I don't have to, I don't care. Put it in anyway. I'm telling you to do it. And I, other people, that are more qualified. They have more of everything. And, and you get, I'm telling you, when you learn how to live by the grace of God, you get excited because when you're like, oh my God, I don't know what God is doing, but I know it's going to be good. Oh Jesus. I don't know how God is going to do it, but man, this is going to be a great testimony. And so now when you're facing something that you can't overcome, it seems like an insurmountable type of situation. And God is like, no, I still got you. You're like, oh my God, you tell your wife, babe, I don't even know how this is going to work out, but I know it's going to be good. And when it works out, God is going to get all the glory. Why? Because at that point, people are going to know that it wasn't me. Paul was thinking about everything that he went through. And, and, and this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10. As I close, Paul thought about everything that he went through. And he said this, therefore, glory to God. He said, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecutions and in distresses for Christ's sake for when I am weak, then am I made strong. So now when, when you're facing something that is seemingly impossible, listen, you should get excited. I get excited because I know three things as I close. Number one, I know this. I know I can't do this on my own. And I know that I don't need to. That's number one. Glory to God. I can't do it. God is leading me to do something I don't know how to do. I can't do but I don't need to do it on my own. That's number one. Number two, I know that God will do what I can't do. Where my strength ends, his strength begins. I know that God will do what I can't do. I know that he will give me the words. He will perform the work. That's number two. Number three, as I close, since everyone will know that it wasn't me, Right. Since everyone will know that this thing was bigger than me. God is going to get the glory. God is going to get the glory and it's going to be a great testimony. And so God is going to get the glory. God, God, Father, I thank you. And when this happens, everybody will know that wasn't Rick. That wasn't Rick. You know what I'm saying? There's something on that Rick dude. Rick Pina, they're just, even people that don't know the Holy Ghost, they'll be like, there's something on that guy, that guy right there. There's something about Rick just draws. Yeah. Yeah. That's the grace of God. And so, so let me tell you something. People will know it's not me. People, this, I hope this helps you to change your perspective of challenges. And we're going to learn some more in this passage that you got to see things from a different perspective. Look at your challenges from God's point of view. I've said enough for today. Let's close this message out. Glory to God. I want you to to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for taking the time to teach me about your amazing and undeserved grace. I can identify with the Apostle Paul. There have been times in my life where I asked you to take something away, but instead, Instead of taking it away, you gave me the grace to face it and to overcome despite it. Your grace is sufficient for me. I have the grace to overcome anything. I rise above every obstacle. I win every battle, but you won't compete with me. If I choose to face something on my own, in my own ability, and in my own strength, then you're going to stand by and watch me as I stumble my way through life. I have done enough of that. From this day forward, I face every challenge head on, fully relying on your grace, knowing that I'm not good enough, but you are good enough through me. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, and uh, you're gonna get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I hope this message was a blessing to you. This is one of those messages you might need to listen to again. Get this down in your spirit. Also, do me a favor, go into the chat, leave me some comments in the chat if this message uh, was a blessing to you. And then after that, uh, also share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.